Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you gotta shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today we have Nicole Sylvester joining us and Nicole is a best-selling author, a spiritual teacher, a podcaster and creator of The Harmonious Hustle and her story of radical transformation has inspired her audience to dig deeper and uncover their Latin potential. After recovering from addiction and escaping violent abuse, Nicole dramatically turned her life around via spiritual practice. Studying with profound teachers all over the world, she soon went from struggling single mom to operating a half-million-dollar business helping others step into their greatness. Nicole, we are so excited to have you joining us today, so welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and just to dive in with you two ladies today. Yes. And that introduction is just like, there's so much to be proud of, you know, like listening to that, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman has done a lot. She's been Thank through you. a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a crazy journey. <laughs> so, well, I love in your book too, like the tagline from Oh Shift is from chaos to confidence. And as I read your book, I was definitely like, oh, this girl has definitely, you know, experienced the spiritual smackdown that we talk about. Exactly. Yeah, and the tagline, just to correct it, it's chaos to consciousness, which confidence oh. did come with it too. But it's just that like chaotic, it was such a mess. And, you know, life is messy. But as we do wake up and do the work, we start to realize like some of the mess we've been engaging in, we don't have to engage in it anymore. Oh my gosh. And right away for some of our listeners who are like, oh my gosh, I want to go from chaos to consciousness. Like what is the work? So when you say when we do the work and we awake in our own lives, like what does that work mean to you? You know, obviously it's complex and there's so much, right? And we all have our own seasons and what is ideal for us at this time. But I would say like the one thing that applies to every season is like being willing to look at your life, at your choices, at where you've really found yourself at and be so brutally honest because it's probably going to hurt to look at the choices you've made, the things you've been blaming on other people and just decide that you're no longer going to be unconscious and pretend that you're not making choices that are impacting your life. So, you know, for me, it was just like, I always tell my clients when they're processing something, look at the thing that you probably don't want to say out loud, Mm -hmm. like write about it, get clear on it. Because just saying like this hurts or I'm healing, it's so vague where it's like, what are you really scared of? What is that thing that's like making you freak out right now? What are you spinning out about? Get down to like the truth of it and begin to do the work there. And of course, we never do the work alone. I've had so many teachers, healers, guides, coaches, courses. (laughs) I'm still doing, I just posted about healing body trauma. Like I'm still moving through that in my process. So it's so ongoing. We just have to be willing to surrender to it. I agree so much there. It's it's ongoing. And it's also like, you know, we don't do this journey alone and it is never ending. Like I definitely know I just keep finding like new ways, new things to tap into, new ways to heal, new things to heal, you know? And it's just like, okay, who else is here to support me on this journey? Because I think it's so important that we don't go at it alone, you know? Absolutely. I think for some women, especially if you've been going through a lot of stuff, right? Like for me, I was very cold to the outside world back like let's say eight years ago, 10 years ago, because I didn't have a lot of trust with all the things that happened to me. And I thought, well, I don't want to pay this person doesn't really care about me to help me with this or this thing feels like a scam. I mean, I was living in that space (laughs) and Mm -hmm. like I didn't believe in spirituality. I thought that life coaches were BS. I was there, but we all hit a point where you're like, damn, well, this sucks so much. Or like I'm at my breaking point, I'm ready to let people in. And some people aren't like that. They're always letting people in. But for me, when I say it was a radical transformation, because I literally like didn't believe in God. I thought all of this stuff that I love now was total BS. But there was something in me that was like, you need to surrender to this. And I'm glad I did. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine how different your story would be if you never opened up, if you never got brave and explored that curiosity that you had? I don't even know if I would be alive. I mean, physically, I was getting very sick from my stress and trauma. So, you know, I was alcoholic because of it. So yeah, I just want to be alive. But I always say that like your potential will haunt you. And 
for some of you listening, you may be haunted right now. There may be this agitation, this this frustration, and it's constant to the point where you're like numbing out on TV, uh, social media, drinking wine every single night. You're not willing to face it, but it's going to keep haunting you. And there may be something that blows up in your life and you're forced to either make that decision to like lean into what's been calling you, the woman that's emerging within you, or you just don't and keep suffering in this lifetime. But I really do believe in free will. So I feel like we're all coded for great stuff, but we're not all going to embrace and do the work to surrender to it. And for you, what was that point where you're like, oh, I am here. I am ready to surrender to this. I'm ready to dive in. My process was more about getting sober and living a normal life. Because, you know, for anyone that's read my book and then also my Audible is coming out next month, so it'd be really easy to listen to. For me, 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, that's when this murder happened at my house with my daughter's father, the man I lived with that I escaped from. And for me, going into that house and seeing another woman's blood in my closet and knowing like that was the house that I had to like literally drug my ex to like escape him. That was a wake up call like, okay, this generational pattern of domestic violence in your family where men get mad and they hit you or men get crazy and then they calm down when they're older kind of thing. That was my wake up call to break this pattern. So I did. I went out and, you know, focused on just staying away from men like this and just getting sober, not having to depend on a bottle of wine every night or Xanax or cocaine. And for two years, like that's what I did is I worked on that. But then after I got sober and I wasn't numbing myself, then all of the PTSD from like a decade of being abused by my partners came up. And that's when I had to like go into spiritual practice because I was at the point where I was being diagnosed with panic disorder, agoraphobia. I couldn't cross the road for a period of time. I was like scared of open spaces. And I was just like, I'm 27 or 28 and I feel like I'm 85. Like what's happening? I feel like I'm not going to live long like this. And that's when I found spiritual practice. Now in my spiritual practice, I mean, deep spiritual practice, I was going to silent meditation retreats and things like this. I started to feel that I was here to like help people and inspire people. But I was also afraid of being visible. Like my first business, like Jacqueline, I think you said that you were in B-School same year as me. I joined that program because I wanted to create an inspirational website that had nothing to do with my name or face being involved in it. And I was like, who would ever want to invest in me? Or why would anyone ever think I could help them? My life sucked. (laughs) So... (laughs) It was an intense process of doing the inner work for my own just spiritual liberation, my own mental and emotional liberation, and then having these like very clear guidance come through that this is what I'm supposed to do. I have a question. Okay, so just going back a little bit to the day when you were like, okay, if I don't want my life to be like this, then I need to heal this generational pattern. Yeah. Had you already done spirit work to bring your awareness to the fact that, oh my God, this is a pattern that's being repeated no. through generations? Okay. So this this was just like literally you standing in that room being like, oh my God, I don't want to do what my mom did. Yeah. I saw this pattern happening because I hated my mom and dad's physical fighting I knew that my aunt always had a black eye from her boyfriend. I saw that it happened with my grandmother and I despised it, but somehow I wound up in it and I, I witnessed it in myself. Like I saw that I kept doing it and I, it frustrated me, but I didn't know why or how to get out of it. It was just like a really sick pattern of like love and pain being one and the same in my family. 
So it took a while to really break that. It wasn't like I'm done because it's a sickness that someone cannot understand that has never had this kind of way of relating that I really didn't know what it was like to just have someone love me without like them turning on me. And that's with my family, my siblings, we all kind of had this dynamic where they would love you. And then if they got mad at you, they were coming for your throat. And it was very painful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of all the women out there who, you know, listening to this being like, oh my goodness, what patterns do am I carrying with me from previous generations? And I think that, you know, like when we talk about that work and we talk about waking up in your life and being willing to do the unsexy work, there is nothing unsexier than rewriting generations of pattern, especially when it looks as brutal and painful as yours did, you know, like, I just want to acknowledge how brave you were to stand there and be like, Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, it was like that or suffer even more. And I was just done with suffering. It was like, I was done with suffering. Not only that I had my daughter and I knew that like, I didn't want to like have the regret of not changing this for her. When we left that house, she was only two. And I knew that like, I had time (laughs) to get this together. And I did. Thank God. This has literally been a conversation that keeps coming up with my clients over the past week is that choice that you're talking about to break these patterns. And like reality is it's either going to come down to you to break that pattern or you're going to leave it up to your daughter to break that pattern, right? Yeah. And that's like one of those things where we get to choose. And I would hate to know that I like didn't do that work. The other thing is that was in my family, it's pattern that drove me insane was poverty poverty mindset, poverty living, like I just could not deal with that. And like, I fought really hard. When I say fighting, everyone's like, you can just make more money with ease and grace and flow. It doesn't feel like that. I mean, I've definitely rewritten, transformed the money game in my family. And it does not feel easy, graceful, flowing in the beginning. It feels messy and scary (laughs) And, and you feel crazy. But that was two things for me. It was the violence. Well, actually, and the addiction stuff and the poverty. So I had a bunch of like, family stuff that I was just like, we're not doing this anymore. Oh, man. And we've been talking so much about money lately, too. And that is huge to be able to really shift there. And, you know, and knowing that, I mean, I definitely know when I used to hear people be like, making money is easy, and it flows in and just be open to it. I was like, what the F? Like, no, it isn't. Like, you got to like work hard at this. You got to like, you know, there's all these stories I told myself. How did you shift that story? So for me, it was weird because for anyone listening, definitely read my book. It's a very interesting story. I'll say this. I made a million dollars when I was 25 selling cocaine. My ex, the abusive one, we had a very crazy lifestyle. This is part of the chaos. (laughs) And I knew a nice life. I had escaped living on welfare, living on government assistance in, in every sense of the word and feeling like I couldn't have money, but the only way that I saw me coming from my family, living as I did, having the kind of money that I desired was doing something illegal or a man giving it to me. I was very limited. I grew up in like a suburb and I just saw that like, if you don't go to school for being an attorney, or if you're not a celebrity, you're never going to have millions of dollars. Like you're just not. And that's such a lie. And now I know, but when I got into this world of seeing people online making $10,000, $20,000 a month. I was like, what 
is this? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I went out there and obviously I, I started and doing my thing, but I just felt also a major kickback in receiving money from people in the beginning. And for me, it was like, just, it was worthiness. So I would say the biggest shift came for me. I remember like I was reading all the books, doing all the things. And one thing that's missing, and this is why I'm writing a wealth conscious book myself is one thing that's missing in all these wealth consciousness books is forgiveness. I never forgive myself for the things I did wrong with money. All the money that I blew, having my house foreclosed, having my car repossessed, making a million dollars and not having anything to show for it, doing bad things to get money. So I had so much forgiveness work I had to do, and I had to be willing to see that I was worthy of receiving it. Oh man, forgiveness is literally like my favorite thing to talk about, but I haven't really thought about it in terms of what you're talking about, like in terms of like wealth creation. So I love that. Yeah, I love all these other books and you get what you need from it. But I think, especially for women, we have so much guilt, shame, weird stuff around money that it's that. And especially if anyone is listening that has felt guilty for overspending or received an inheritance, like this has happened with a bunch of my clients, they've received an inheritance and they didn't spend it the way they thought they should. So now they have all this money guilt. It's just feeling like that you're not a good steward of money. Oh my gosh, of course. And then those feelings that you have create blocks around actually receiving money because deep in your subconscious, you're like, well, I don't know how to handle it. I definitely can't save it. I'm going to mismanage it. I'm going to spend it in all the wrong ways. So I just don't deserve to receive it anyways. Right. And like, why would anyone want to spend it on me when I'm not a worthy person? Like it's so deep and it's so bizarre, but the truth is what's gotten me out of that, you know, was obviously just seeing that I am one of one. Everyone is one of one. I feel like we're all deserving of our desires. I feel like our desires are direct call to action from the divine. It's asking us to explore and to play in this physical realm. And that the more we let go of our, whatever our thoughts are around why we shouldn't have something and why we can't, the more we get to really lean in and and embrace and allow it. So there is some healing to get from the place of maybe feeling total victimhood in money, which is like, if I quit this job, there's no money for me. That's where you have directly linked your receiving of money to another human, which is a lie. The shift mm-hmm. is like when we begin to see that God, source, the universe is our true supplier. And yes, it works through people, but we have to be willing to show up and receive it. So obviously, like when I say that, yes, it, it's easier for me to make money now than ever. But the process of getting here it takes some tears and some (laughs) reckoning with yourself. So I would say for anyone, just keep doing the work. And if you are committed to it, you will unlock it for sure. Okay. And just on that note, before we shift from this conversation, someone who's like, oh my gosh, okay, this is totally resonating with me. And I'm ready to dive into the unsexy money work. What would you say the best place for them to start is? Yeah. I have my, it's not even going to be on there for that long because we're doing new things this year. But right now my website, I even have a small offering around that and it's wake up your wealth consciousness. But also like for me, the book that really changed my mindset around money. And there's so many, right? I feel like it's hard to say which book because we all like read things and it starts to unlock things, right? But then we have that one that like kind of opens the floodgates. Happy Pocket Full of Money is like such a game changer to me. I love that book. I love Jen Sincero's book too, because she's just funny, but Happy Pocket Full of Money is a great book. The thing is, is just get clear on all the ways that you've made yourself wrong about money. 
for instance, you go and like buy a vacation that makes you feel alive. It makes you feel excited. You have like something to look forward to. You're doing something that's new and fresh, but like you have this little guilt feeling like maybe I shouldn't have done this for myself. Like, why are you making yourself wrong for what you desire? Why are you making yourself wrong for who you really are? When we allow it and then we can open up to how can I really support myself in the things I desire rather than spending so much time spinning out or getting down on ourselves on the ways that we've made ourselves wrong? I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that is so good. And as you're tapping into desire, let's talk desire realm. How important is like shifting into that desire realm for you in your work? Oh my God, it's everything. The desire work is everything for me. If you don't have a desire, you don't have like the fire to create anything. Oh, totally. And just to play on this a little bit, because this is something that I love to talk a lot about and help women really differentiate between these two. So I'm really curious to hear your take on this, but what's the difference for you in your world between operating in that desire realm and being in that place of pleasure and play with your finances, with your work and your creation versus setting goals? And having goals in your business, income goals, things like that. Is there a difference for you? So just to make sure I'm clear, difference between having like being goal-driven versus like desire-driven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's total difference. I feel like I used to do the goal-driven, which is I want to make X amount of money. And I actually did that. And I got so – like I was so harsh on myself because – I was mad that I didn't make a certain amount of money that I wanted to make at times or that, you know, this ego goal that I had wasn't fulfilled where like a desire is something from spirit to me. So to me, and this is how I teach people now where before it was like very masculine, like go, go, go meet that number. You can have anything you want. We can like in the sense that we can probably burn ourselves out and and do all the work and manipulate things to get to certain results. But we have to get really clear on like, why do we even want that goal? Where it's like, if we really get clear on our desires, we're going to be so lit up. Our literally our we're magnetic, our electromagnetic fields are expanded. We are operating from a whole new place. And this is like a game changing new paradigm for women operating from this place versus the old masculine way of like numbers and charts and doing all these things. I'm not saying don't pay attention to that stuff in your business because I do and I love to make money and I love to like see how much money I made or whatever. But it's the desire is everything to me. So there's a huge difference. Yeah. And for me, that is so true. Like when I started playing in the desire realm, it really shifted everything. And I think just like what you said there, that the goal driven, that like masculine goal driven was just always such a pressure, such a like a sticky, such a, if it doesn't happen, then I would like feel shitty about myself or think I wasn't enough or feel like a failure. Whereas yeah, desire just totally shifted the game. Yeah. And so for instance, there was like a year I was so mad at myself because I wanted to make a million dollars in the year. And I thought it would be easy because I 16 times my income the one year. And I was like, why can't I just triple this? And I was so mad. I was like, why am I mad at myself? Because I created this like arbitrary number. And because someone else did it and I didn't do it, like, can I honor and accept my own soul's path and not try to like put these numbers on it? And I had a few days of like navigating that, but once I did, it's like I've never looked back at that because I'm always focusing on things being pleasurable now. If it's pleasurable, everything's different. 
Yes. And what I love so much about this conversation is like acknowledging that desires are from spirit. So everyone can have a million dollar income goal. You know, everyone can desire to make a million bucks and have it in the bank. But that sole reason, like the why behind it, the connection to the desire behind that goal and that number is so different and so unique for everybody. So just looking at other women on the internet who are operating these six figure businesses and have eight kids and three houses and this, that, and you're like, Oh my God, how do you even do it all? But I want that. Yeah. And also it's like, look, we never know what's happening in someone's life or why they're meant to be doing something at this stage. What always brings me back to this, because that's what I would do. I was very like, okay, if law of attraction and the law of mind and action says that I can create with my mind, well, I'm mad at my mind because if she created a million dollars in her business in year three, why can't I? And it's like just knowing that there's that person that ran a mile faster. (laughs) And it's like, well, why can't I do it? But what I realized, I was like sacrificing myself in ways to try to do it. And when I started really breaking it down, I was like, well, $50,000 a month is like me really living in the overflow right now. Can I be okay with making that much and not hating myself for it? And it was, it's just like playing with what that looks like. Sometimes we're looking at something that's more from that ego competition thing versus really being in a, present with our gifts and serving in a way that feels good. All of us have to make our peace with that. And what that looks like for us. And there's no right or wrong. I think it's just being honest about what thriving in this particular season looks like for you. Yeah. And I think that does so much for women, especially in business. It does pop that pressure balloon. It allows them to realign. It allows them to look at their business with this fresh perspective of like, oh God, actually, I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be traveling. I don't want to be serving one-to-one clients. I don't want to be. And then it takes that pressure off and and really does allow them to show up and serve and have this impact in a way that actually feels freeing and liberating. And then the money flows in this way. And they're like, Oh my God, but this feels so good, right? Like, Oh my God, why does this feel so easy? And it's like, well, now you're operating in alignment with your desires. Now everything feels good in your world rather than looks good on paper. Right. Yeah. That's purely where my focus is now. I see myself get caught up in certain things. Like I should do this or do that. And It's really why I do monitor like even like the masterminds I join or programs I join because I really only want to be in the space of this like following my pleasure right now because this is my life and I've already had a lot of it in in suffering and pain and I don't want my business to become that. I want my business to be spacious and in high service and doing the things that are really on my heart. So like literally this year, it transformed my whole like way of serving and just cut everything that I don't like. And now it's like, I'm only doing things that I love. And I'm sure in a year or two, I'll be like, oh, bored with this. Let me do something else. (laughs) So we get to do that when we do it on our terms. I feel like we had the same type of year. We were like, we are stripping everything in our business. Anything that doesn't feel good goes. And like this meant stripping away like income, clients, programs, all the things that were no longer serving us. And then just opened up that space for new to come in. And one thing Robin and I talk a lot about is like, we just say queen of pleasure vibes, like following the trail of pleasure. You know, I was at this thing on New Year's Eve and I like randomly went in. It was at a retreat center, but I randomly went into the wrong room and they were doing this dance thing. And the woman said something. I was like, I was meant to be in this room. And she said, your pleasure matters to all of us. And I was like, yes, it does. (laughs) When we are happier and 
when women are happy and in their fire, like life is better. And we're not meant to be grinding it out and like competing against each other. And I'm not saying that from this like cheesy, inauthentic, like women empowering women thing. I'm really saying that when we are all focused on our pleasure and living our best life, we naturally fall out of that crap. Mm -hmm. And we are radiant and other women are like, how do I get some of that? We make more money. Yeah. We just radiate a completely different energy. Absolutely. And it's like undeniable. It's, It's where you become unstoppable because it's just like, it's just so rooted in who you are. Exactly. So if you take that with business strategy, you're good. Combine the two. Yeah. And I just love how you got guided to the wrong room. Yeah. It was like, oh, there's a message for me here. I ended up staying in there until like midnight for the New Year's and it was like the best thing. But it was just perfect because I sat with that and I was just like, this is where I want to live. And it's funny because, you know, obviously there is a feminine awakening that's happening now. And I've noticed it not by my choice in my own life where all of the like rah-rah stuff I used to be so into just like turns me off now. I'm just like, nope, don't want to be there. I'm in this like slower paced, expansive energy that just feels so good. And it makes sense that I make more money doing less now. So let's talk about this like expansive energy, this energy that you're talking about. And then you also said when you pair that with like the business strategy, because obviously there's still lots of people that get really caught up in the like, okay, but how, 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 what does that how piece look like for you? I think that's what's missing in a lot of like the spiritual or feminine work because there's not there's only a few people that are really doing this out there and that's what Harmonious Hustle my company and the work that I do I feel like it's bridging it because I used to go to all the spiritual stuff and then I would go to all the business growth stuff and then I'd have to come back and like make peace with it on my own like I felt mm-hmm. like I would go because you feel like they're like two worlds apart, exactly. right? You're like, oh, they're two worlds apart. So how do they marry? Yeah, and like for me as a woman, I was like, this is where I need to lead from to be successful in business. I just saw that like I had to pray about stuff. I always tell people, spirit is my strategist, and it's still the case. <laughs> like I'm going and like asking, like, what is my next best thing? Like, what do my people need to hear? Where am I to go? What am I to say? And I'm always leading from that place. But when I would go out into like the business world or in like very popular conferences and things like that, I felt like people looked at me like I was nuts for being like that. And it's just where I'm from. And I acquire more space to make decisions sometimes. I want to move at my own rate. I'm not going to move because you say I have to to make a decision or this deal is no longer going to be there. I don't play by those rules. So for me... It's really being in that space of trusting myself, trusting in my life's process, and making decisions from there. So where the strategy for me is that I have studied strategy, but I also feel like there are no rules in business. We get to decide how we want to package our gifts, how we want to package our services, how we want to sell them. There's so many ways. No one way works. And I really know that a lot of the business strategy and development stuff that's out there right now is based on one methodology of how to make money where I just don't believe in that. So, and people buy it because our human brains want certainty. So my whole thing is when we're in this expansive space and we're willing to make money and we're willing to be visible and we're willing to take action, the path begins to unfold. And you will be led to coaches. You will be led to programs and offerings that will help you along the path. But it's really from an open, trusting, paying attention for the cues and clues kind of thing, if that makes sense. 
It totally makes sense. And it's like, okay, so when you're led to these things, it's up to you then to make that choice, right? To make that choice, to say yes, to follow the unraveling of the next steps. Right. It's going to always change. And we have to trust that like two years ago, I was going to, you know, a very popular guy that was like doing all these conferences. And it was like, so like, rah, 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 screaming. I needed it at the time. That's what served me. It helped me write my book. It helped me do my things. And now I, you know, invested in a high level women's program where we travel around the world and study like feminine leadership and apply that to our business. So it's like whatever we need in our season, trusting and letting go of that old identity because there's always a new identity emerging. And I think it's also recognizing everything that got you to where you're at, right? Like, yeah. you're like okay, that served me two years ago. And maybe, so sometimes people will be like, oh, do you think like that was a waste of time or money to go to that, like that thing? Well, no, it served me then. Would I go there tomorrow? No, but like, I needed it to get to where I'm at today. Totally. So it's like being okay with that, which is a little bit startling when you start realizing the things that you are like so excited about are no longer exciting you. You're like, what's now? What's next? (laughs) Well, and I think that this invitation for everyone, especially, you know, business leaders and women who are in the six-figure world and income bracket and of service, the old paradigm is that you do things one way. You repeat it over and over and over again. You stay in the job to get the pension to, you know, and so we have this old belief system ingrained in us about the way things should look. So this new idea of stepping into the feminine and allowing yourself to shed layers, allowing yourself to change the way you do business every single year is like such a dizzying idea for some people. And they feel like, okay, I've figured it out. You know, like I've done this thing. It's making me 500K a year. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. And then all of a sudden they feel like they've grown, they've expanded, they've shifted. And they're like, oh my God, this thing that I've been doing all of a sudden is not feeling good anymore. And that initiates this sense of panic, right? Like, oh no, what do I do now? Am I going to lose all my money? Is my business going to crash? Exactly. And just like your word is like the wild femme, like it's really inviting the wild in our business, which scares the hell out of traditional business minds, (laughs) right? Totally. Because we think it must look this way and it stays like this way. And what's your evergreen product? And like, what's your this and that? And like that is great. There's a season where you start having a COO and you start doing these things and maybe your community's at a place where you can sell all these things evergreen. But I feel like allowing that true expression is our true abundance. And if we're holding back on it, we're not going to ever get to really fully experience ourselves because we think we're supposed to be doing something one way. Totally. And I personally felt, you know, when our business was making the most amount of money and we had all, all of our systems in place and so many things automated and blah, 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 I felt a total disconnect to the business. You know, when we did finally get to that level where so many women want to get, and I mean, yes, on paper, it looked great. And my dad was super proud (laughs) because, you know, like, oh my God, amazing. You're doing things the way your business degree taught you to. But at the end of the day, I was like, I have no soul connection to the, there's no energy going into this anymore. There's no newness. There's no fire. There's no shifting. There's no change. And for me, you know, eventually I was just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. That's when we know, like right there, because I've been there too. That's when we know it's just like a relationship. It's like anything in life. It's just an invitation to explore what else is there. Because if going back to the desire conversation, our desires are leading us. They're like little angels, like come this way. 
And on the other side of that answering of that is a gift. And we're denying our gifts because if we think we need to do something a certain way. And for me, I'm a single mom, like totally single mom in the sense. It's just my daughter and I here in California. And it's hard to be doing all these things. I'm only going to do what I love in my business and the things that light me up with women that are highly committed. So my business model is very, well, I'm sure people have a lot more slim business models, but like I'm only offering a few things and they're things that are super exciting and they're high ticket and they just feel really good. And I wasn't always there. I was before I was hustling and trying to fit into these models of, well, what's my evergreen going to thing going to be? What's my signature program? And now I'm like, you know, I'm going to do the things that excite me and it works because it's my evolution is calling to an evolved client always. Oh, I love that. An evolved client. It sounds so freeing, right? Yeah. It sounds like a relief. You know, like everyone talks about dream client. Everyone's like, who's your dream client? Who's your dream client? And you're like, oh, I just, I only talk to the evolved client actually, you know? And I'm like, well, no, like evolved, (laughs) evolved in the sense, like not elite in a way, but like evolved from if I know that there's an evolved program coming out for me and like, let's say I know I'm not the only one that does this, you start thinking of who that's currently your client would like this thing that you're offering or if they could afford it. Yes. And maybe it's not, but it's your evolved client. It's a next level you client. And what's that look like? Yeah, I love that. So much like juiciness here, Nicole. And one thing that I do love that you had just said that there's angels like calling, like come this way. And there's that gift waiting on the other side, but you have to be willing to go that way. Absolutely. How many times have you ladies felt where there was this thing, like this calling, this invitation, this investment, this like know that you had to give, you know? And you're like, I don't know, should I do it? Should I not do it? And then you do it and it opens a door. Like it's like portal to new possibilities. Yeah. And I mean, for us, we're very jump in. Hell yes, we go that way. But oftentimes it is scary. We always kind of lead that way and we go that way, but it doesn't mean it's not scary too. True. I mean, me too. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not easy always. I think that people often see from the outside, they're like, oh, it's just easy for you to say yes. It's easy for you to do that. Like, no, no, the fear still comes up for me, but I do it anyways. Yeah. And it's that requires faith encourage. Yes. And so this is actually a question I wanted to ask you because this is actually a topic that comes up a lot with our audience, with our listeners and clients is how to hold that faith, how to sink into trust when things aren't necessary. And we've actually recorded a podcast episode on this, but you know, when things aren't going your way, when it looks like, oh my God, this outcome is not the outcome that I had planned in Nicole's mind. (laughs) Do you have a practice to sink into that trust? Yeah. Well, this is what I call first spiritual stamina and spiritual stamina is not built overnight. So the deeper we dive into the everyday work and the faithing and the trusting and the whatever you got to do to get to know yourself and your connection to spirit and life better do it. But I firmly believe one of my favorite quotes in A Course in Miracles is I do not perceive my own best interest. So if I don't know the highest and best outcome for me, I can't be freaking out every time an outcome that I created in my mind doesn't work out. So it's really having that true trust in life. Like that's what trust in life looks like. Yeah. For me, I really think the underlying piece that often gets missed is like true faith means having faith despite that outcome. Yeah. We don't know the best thing for us. We think we do. Like, it's just like going back to the thing that all women talk about. What if you ended up with that guy you thought you couldn't live without (laughs) that you thought was the best thing for you? Or like, you know, that business thing or, you know, the friends that you wish that would have like accepted you. We don't really know. So it's, 
it's doing our best with what we think we know and like surrendering the rest to God. But it doesn't mean it's not going to hurt or suck. And sometimes I have that, you know, I always say that like the fires in our life are going to burn away all the BS that's not for us. So sometimes when you realize you're in the midst of a fire and things are not working out as planned or like, you know, there's tragedy or crisis or painful things, like just trust that there's things that are being burned away, pulled away, that there's space being made. And that has been something that I've, I've gotten so much better at allowing it. And on the other side, there's always so much space and like clarity. I, always, yeah. like always, always, always. And I love that quote. I love that quote so much, just that the fire comes to burn things away and, and you can't see through the smoke, yeah. you know, while the fire's burning, you can't see what's on the other side of that smoke. And, you know, and I, I love that you obviously said this too, but that's a really uncomfortable place for people to be. So that spiritual stamina that we develop, like really allows us to just sit there and to trust, let it pass. Yeah. Cry, scream punch your pillow, like do what yeah. you need to do. <laughs> I'm not, do whatever I'm not you got to do. That. I will do whatever, because also we got to remember our bodies are going on this journey with us and we're not meant to be like Buddha sitting on a pillow, not feeling anything. So like, we don't want to spiritual bypass the things that are coming up, but having trust and doesn't mean that you're not going to feel anything. Exactly. So especially if you're someone that's been through trauma and stuff like me, uh, my body has a serious fight or flight situation. So I have to do a lot of healing work. But when things come up that are painful or scary or whatever, my body's going through it. So I allow it to have what it needs. But I'm also like, okay, what's on the other side of this? And it goes by so much quicker and we stay in in like more of a awakened space versus like going into victim with it. Yeah. Love it. Oh my gosh, guys, this combo is so good. Nicole, thank you so much. I just, everything that you say, I just love more and more and would love to hear like what's coming up for you in 2020. My big offering for 2020 is the Miracle Academy, which is my six month leadership program for like evolved female entrepreneurs. They're the evolved word, but women that are just like, you know what? I've had a taste of success. I'm making money. I'm doing things, but I really want to have a six month experiment with life and really dive into devotion and see what that would do for my business. And something that a lot of people aren't doing, but like I love silent meditation retreats, um, change my life. Mm -hmm. And so I have a silent meditation retreat that's based upon basically wealth consciousness and then an activation retreat, which is like my own methodology of the way that I take meditation, breath work and all these things. So really live experiences have been so powerful for me. My Harmonious Hustle Live will be coming up again in the fall And that's really it for the agenda right now. Like I'm focused on those two things being phenomenal and life-changing and see what else comes up. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just got all the goosebumps like hearing the six-month experience of devotion and really tapping into all that energy is so, yeah, so my jam. I've been dying to do a silent um, meditation retreat. So I know (laughs) that's coming up for me sometime soon too. Jack's been talking about it and sending them to me, like looking them all up. I feel like, oh, this could be so good for you, Jack. It's life-changing. But yeah, so one thing I will say for this is my book is going to be on Audible in December. And my book is not your traditional entrepreneur book. It reads like a very juicy fiction book. It's very intense. But it will be super inspiring from what I've heard from the readers. It's inspiring because you're like, how the hell did Nicole go through all that? And now she's where she is now. So definitely listen to it. It's on Amazon too. 
I picked up your book, Nicole, and I could not put it down. So definitely, guys, pick that up because it is, I mean, your story is just wild and amazing and beautiful and tapping into, you know, everything that you've been through and your growth and the choices you've made. It has just been, I mean, your story is so powerful. The Audible is intense because like for anyone that listens to Audible, it's like I was like almost crying. I was like shaking at some of the parts because my body obviously is still responds to those experiences, Mm -hmm. right? But I decided to invest in the Audible because I was like, people need to hear this story. There's just too many women that have turned themselves down from like greatness because of what happened to them in the past. And what I know is that if we're willing to know our divinity, we will find it. But we have to be willing. Oh, my gosh. That might be my favorite thing you've said in the last 47 (laughs) minutes. We have to be willing. I just love that. And I'm really excited to dive into that and just to listen to to listen to you. Tell me your story. That sounds so, so much connection there and so much authenticity. And yeah, thank you for doing that for for all of the women. I feel like it's going to trigger some beautiful growth. A lot of women who are willing to go there. I hope so. Because that book was held, right? <laughs> no, like that is my gift to the world. <laughs> now I can move on to other things. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And Nicole, if you can, I mean, I'm sure you have a link that we can put it in our show notes. Yeah, so it's not going to be here quite yet. I would say the place that I play the most and I share and promote all these things endlessly is Instagram. <laughs> so there's my website, NicoleSylvester.com, but then I am like even better. It's bad at promoting like up to date on Instagram versus my website. <laughs> so, Oh, so are we. Oh my gosh. Okay. Join us this time. Wait, there's been no programs that I've offered in the past six months on my website, but they're all on Instagram. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we are the exact same. Like, yeah, I literally like read my bio on our website the other day, and I was like, Jacqueline, what is this? What is this? We need to update it. So we're definitely with you on that one. That's cool. Okay, so I don't feel alone. But see, this is how the wild women just do our businesses on Instagram. Just do it the wild way. Okay, guys, Nicole, thank you so, so much. We have loved having you here. We are so excited to connect further with you in the future down the road. I feel, I mean, there's so much goodness happening in your world, in our world, and I'm just excited for them to mesh and meet. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Robin and Jacqueline. You've been both great. And I love this conversation. And just thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Fem Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living 
living your best life to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11.33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.